Hey everyone, welcome back to Vampire Weekday. Once again, I'm joined by my co-host Kevin. And today we will be covering the song Rich Man, um, the classic, almost an Irish folk song is the way I always describe it from Father of the Bride. Uh, what were your initial thoughts, Kevin? It's a, it's a great mood for this album. Um, you, you mentioned it's a folk song. We'll get into this, but it's kind of stitched together from a couple of different folkier uh, recordings. Um, really kind of a fun character uh, we see developed in this, in this, in this song. Um, I'm excited to get into this. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we, we can start off from the, um, the base of the song. It's a sample um, on Father of the Bride. We see Vampire Weekend use a lot more of these uh, sampling techniques uh, than before. There, I mean, I can't even think of, was, did they have a history of sampling prior besides Step? Besides Step, not really. But what we see here is almost, it, it's musical, so it's not quite the same thing, but it's almost kind of like a Kanye chopped up soul type deal. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of in that same vein. Yeah, I definitely feel like that's a good analogy because it's not, it's not straightforward uh, taking the, the music. It, it is adjusted slightly. Um, but yeah, it's this song, Please Go Easy With Me by S.E. Uh, Rogi. Um, it's music from Sierra Leone, um, which is pretty interesting. Grace, Graceland's back, folks. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's always there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting because um, Vampire Weekend always was both praised and criticized for being this Africana pop type fusion indie band, right? Um, and here they're literally taking from old 1960s Africana pop. Um, mm -hmm. So, and, and they're using it in a unique way. So I, I was a big fan of them being able to flip the sample uh, and use it differently. No, I think it, it's mixed well into kind of that REL uh, production style that we've become familiar with, uh, especially when the strings come in um, after you hear that sample. Um, I think it fits really nicely musically. For sure, for sure. Um, so, rich man, is it good to be rich or is it bad, Kevin? Well, Nico, <laughs> I think I think it's I, full woke, full woke vampire weekday this week. You think so? I um, because you're right. On surface level, it's the it's the classic trope of I'm rich because I have someone who loves me. And right away in the, um, in the first verse, when I was young, I was told I'd find one rich man in 10 has a satisfied mind. So a satisfied mind is an old folk song. And that lyric, one rich man in 10 has a satisfied mind is ripped off of, not ripped off of, I mean, taken from, however you want to square that circle, um, a folk song called A Satisfied Mind, um, song written by uh, some guys named Joe Hayes and Jack Rhodes, but they've, it's been covered by pretty much everybody. Um, if you're a Birds fan, if you're a Joan Baez fan, if you're a Johnny Cash fan, congratulations. Here's a new cover uh, for you to get yourself into. Um, but kind of following that trope of like, hey, if I've got someone who loves me, then I'll be satisfied. And the idea that like, hey, if I'm gonna be rich, um, that might not solve all my problems. But you're saying it's more woke than that. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think um if we read the lyrics from that the a satisfied mind song um 
you can definitely see some of the inklings that contribute to this, uh, to rich man, where it says, how many times have you heard somebody say, if I had this money, I could do things my way, but little they know that it's so hard to find one rich man in 10 with a satisfied mind. It's basically just saying like, no matter how much money you have, more problems are going to come of it. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of people think more money will solve my problems, but in reality, you just create new problems with that new money. Um, and I, I think the song rich man argues that the more money you have, the more problems you encounter and the less likely you are to ha- be truly happy. Um, cause throughout the song goes from one in 10 to a hundred to one to a thousand to one to a million to 10,000 to one, the million to one, 10 million to one, hundreds of millions, um, a billion to one is what it ends on. Um, I'm just noticing that now. That's actually pretty sick. I don't know how so, I missed that, but that's actually really cool. <laughs> so the odds someone's just, using their exponents. <laughs> so the odds just increase every single time that you gain wealth to, of you actually being happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, just the last the last stanza, I guess, before the the cor- uh, intro is repeated. A billion to one. Don't the odds make you sick? To be one in a billion's a terrible trick. You're the wretched one. I don't think that's mincy like no words. That's just straight up saying if you're one in a billion, so you're um you're richer than a billion people you take off the street, essentially. Um that's you're the wretched one. To get there, mm-hmm. you have to be absolutely wretched because you took advantage of others in order to get to that status of wealth. Um, and I mean, it's definitely a issue in modern day where you look at people like Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, um, and you ask how did they become so wealthy? Well, I mean, yeah, they were brilliant people um, and had great ideas, but also in order to get to that level of wealth, there has to be some level of um, taking advantage of the lower class. Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely, it, it, it's not say, saying necessarily every single person who has wealth is wretched, but it's saying the more wealth you get, the more likely it is that you did something wretched to get there. Yeah, I think, I think that's, it's a really interesting and probably the correct take on it. Um, and of course, what we've seen with this band before is is not going after, in most cases, the typical tropes of songwriting. And the typical one would be, if I have money or if I have people that love me, if I have people that, that love me, I'm, I'm, I'm rich in heart, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be okay. If I have money, my problems are going to rise. But this is kind of like you said, going a step further and actually going for, hey, the people that have so much money are bad. Like you look at a guy like Bill Gates, I'm not going to try and glorify a billionaire, but he is actively making it so that he has less self like net worth than he probably should. I mean, he say what you will about what he did to attain his wealth, but he's now in a position where he is actively giving away large sums of it. There's a a right way to do it. I don't know if there's a right way to get into it, but there's a right way to do it once you're there. Um, And that's a whole nother can of worms we could get into, but I think that's kind of what this is poking at. It's, it's hard to be the one in a billion 
Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's spot on. That there's there's definitely a big distinction from people like Bill Gates to people like Jeff Bezos. Where where I mean, there there's a Twitter meme all the time about how little of Jeff Bezos' uh, net worth actually goes towards charity, um, and comparing it to the average person donating like two dollars to charity or something uh, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I think that's pretty spot on. Um, another line that I I really like that contributes to this whole the more wealth you have, you'll never be satisfied and you just want more is one in a million doesn't mean what it meant. And these millions of gold coins don't gleam what they're spent. You're left with none. And so the first line says one in a million don't mean what it meant. A million dollars ain't what it used to be. It really it, isn't. It's it's actually funny. I mean, like we used to think, I mean, pretty much to anybody, a million dollars is a lot of money, but like proportionally, it's nothing. Like mm-hmm. you live in the Bay Area. Um, <laughs> I think you could say right away when you start looking at property values there, it's like you, pretty ridiculous that like a million dollars when you're trying to find a place to live won't get you that far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think the line's pretty brilliant because it's not only that it is that but it also is saying a million dollars isn't what it meant back when i didn't have a million dollars people always say the first million is the hardest mm-hmm. the well, first not million. people millionaires say that the first million is the hardest <laughs> um, <laughs> but um that's a great take yeah it's like now that i have this i want more there's mm-hmm. a, there's a greed aspect to it um yeah i hear you and then the second line's just saying almost the inverse of it as in these millions of gold coins don't gleam when they're spent. And so even if you spend it all, um, you, you still don't really gain much mm-hmm. from it. You're left with nothing. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's almost talking about the, um, the lack of meaning that wealth can give you. Um, yet the character stills pursuing more and more. $10 million is the next achievement, could win the whole lot. But if $10 million is all that you got, you won't be the one. So you want more, you want to be the one, the one who made all of it, not just $10 million. Now $10 million is minuscule. Now you have to move on up even further. And so it just keeps climbing and climbing and climbing. And then every few stanzas, the odds are mentioned again, um, where it starts from 10 to one, where you had this like decent amount of wealth, like still hard to be like happy, but like, it's possible. It's very plausible. If you're mm-hmm. in a room with a, uh, 10 people, you, you could be that guy. But then it just jumps all the way to in the end. It's a billion to one, the odds that you're actually happy and satisfied um and then you're one in a billion because you have so much wealth but to be one in a billion you really have to be a wretched one mm-hmm. yeah i um what what the, in that first verse um that first stanza i guess if you could call it um my mind almost went to kind of that folk hero interpretation from ladies of cambridge i i posited uh, a couple of weeks ago um the idea that he's the guy that'll swing right back. It, I think there's some sense where, yeah, if you're the, if you're the hotshot LLC Twitter, like starting off kind of guy and 
you've got this attitude like, yeah, I am going to work. I'm going to hustle for my money. That could be in the 100 to 1 category, you know, like mm-hmm. getting up there. But you're right. As you read these lyrics more, it's just, it's dark and it's kind of sick, frankly, you know, yeah. with, especially with this lens that you've presented here. Yeah, it's wild because the, I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't really come to this realization until uh, when we were researching this for the episode before I listened to it. And I kind of thought the same thing. That's just this happy-go-lucky, oh, the more rich I get, like the worse the odds, but but it's it's all okay because I have my love and mm-hmm. she makes it all right. So I'm I'm the lucky one because of that. But in reality, that love is only mentioned once right clearly you're the one i'm compelled by your love love and i haven't lost yet clearly you're the one that's the right time it's mentioned and yet for whatever reason our mind immediately goes that on the surface level interpretation why is that are we just it's almost like we're trained to think that songs that go like this are about a person because i don't think we're used to artists being this woke you know, like being woke to this degree, I mean, being woke at all, frankly, I mean, is, is a relatively new phenomenon um, in, in like in like a music or cultural sphere. But to be like rich people are bad to get this this rich is a straight up bad thing. That's pretty woke. I um, there's definitely some stuff that's gone further than that. Um, but I mean, it's 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 you're you're right. That's that's pretty far. And for whatever reason, we we fixate at least initially on that. I'm compelled by your love, and I haven't lost yet. Well, I, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that the song samples this kind of very fun sounding, happy uh, sounding sample that they mm-hmm. use. So it kind of establishes the background. I mean, sure. go back to our episode on uh, Blake's got a new face. Yeah, we would have never expected it to be an anti-war song about a guy whose face was blown off there yeah. in world war one um but it is <laughs> yeah so, you're right so i feel like it's kind of a similar vibe um and it's not you, you mentioned that it's a more recent phenomenon to be woke which is true but it's not that wealth has always been universal universally celebrated um, cause I kind of looked at, was looking into, um, the Judeo Christianity's views on wealth. Um, and obviously, um, there's the famous line in the Bible about it's, uh, easier to, uh, put a camel through the eye of a needle, um, than to get a rich man into heaven. Um, so in Christianity, it's, it's pretty clear that wealth um, is a obstacle to real meaning in life and uh, and real um, happiness um, and even even um, to real to heaven. <laughs> um, do Christians follow that? No, not at all. <laughs> uh, there there are a lot of uh, televangelists who uh, who who model wealth as this sign of American prosperity. Um, uh, uh, the prosperity gospel is alive and well, and it is a heresy within the Christian church. Um, that is... Somebody had to say it. <laughs> that, that is the theology major coming out of me. I hope we're not um, alienating any members of our audience, but <laughs> something tells me we're not. <laughs> um, but, but if you actually look 
within the source material for Christianity, it is very clearly stated that wealth is an obstacle to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, there's story. I mean, it's not just the the camel story. There's there's a story of um, this couple within the earliest community of Christianity um, in the Acts of the Apostles, where a couple who's in that community they're asked to give up their wealth to the community to give it to the poor and they hide it um from the community and um god strikes them dead like there's no (laughs) there's no mixing words here they're stricken dead because they hid their wealth from the people who who needed it um so in christianity it's pretty unambiguous but I, I did think it's interesting in Judaism. It's it's definitely a less less stern take. Uh, don't get me wrong. It's it, it's definitely still expected for those with wealth to um, help the common good and to help those who need it. But wealth is seen in the Old Testament more so as a blessing from God and to show that you're one of the um, chosen by God. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, so there was a alteration between the old and new Testament in some ways, um, to where before it was seen as just a responsibility, um, or a altruistic characteristic for a wealthy person to give to the common good while in Christianity, it's, it's a full on expectation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's a really good point that, that so many folks draw that basis from their faith. And I think maybe even in a more contemporary context um, where you do have a bit more of a secularized society, I think there is some sense um, of a realization where the multimillionaire, billionaire lifestyle is simply unattainable for most mm-hmm. folks. Um, I mean, if, if you have a solid job and you invest over the course of your lifetime, you can attain, you, you, you could attain a million dollars in your life from saving. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's entirely possible. Um, and a lot of folks will use that to retire, but the expectation that the average person could make several hundred thousand dollars or millions of dollars a year is it's, 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 it's a tough sell. And some folks do, but I mean, depending on where, where you are in your life, I mean, a lot of folks that's not attainable. So to posit the idea that it is wrong for an individual to, attain a billion dollars and do nothing with it is is a little bit more receptive i would think yeah i I think it's also lost in the um just the concept of large numbers being hard to comprehend Mm -hmm. how large a billion dollars is i mean it's what what is it a thousand million dollars like a million dollars times a thousand so it's just there, there's some, ex, um, some kind of social uh, experiments that I've seen done where you take a grain of rice to represent $100,000 and then you use that to show what, um, how the net worth of say like a Jeff Bezos is. Mm-hmm. And it's just astounding the difference. It, yeah, I, people I, don't I just realize because look- it's just like a million sounds like a lot. So like, 500 billion also sounds like a lot so like it's it's hard to really differentiate the two even though they are just astronomically different like if you ask me the difference between a billion and a trillion i couldn't tell you no but so i i I remember this fact so i just looked it up so a million seconds is 11 and a half days 
a billion seconds is 31 years. Jeez. Like multiple orders of magnitude. Yeah. Four orders of magnitude, some might say different. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> wow. That's wild. It, it's just kind of this, this law of numbers. Because like we said, even, even once they get to the point where it's a million, they have like a million dollars, um, like it's still not crazy, crazy odds. Like, um, because one in a million is not a million dollars. I think, I think it's um, probably closer to like a thousand of steps and staircases a climber, a hundred to one. Um, because at the beginning, he's already a rich man when it's one in 10, right? So yeah, if, if you want to find wealth, um, go ahead. The top 10%, yeah. But, I mean, but yeah, you're like you said, a million dollars is is attainable with a a um, very good salary nowadays. Um, so you don't have to be a, a known celebrity to have a million dollars anymore. Um, it's not it's not till you get to the the just like soul crushing <laughs> billions and trillion or close to closing the trillions that the odds just get so bad that it's just like no you're you're the wretched one at this point we're just talking about numbers right now this is <laughs> <laughs> numbers on numbers on numbers it's it's yeah so I, I mean with this lens i think the interpretation of the song is clear um and frankly i don't know if there's another one because there's so many there's there's pretty direct references to currency dollars i mean yeah um i think we got it what one question i do want to ask that I've been thinking over is um, I mean the band's been known to write woke songs that we've covered but also I mean at this point they're a wealthy band like they've made it this is off their most recent album and so they're already worldwide known and have probably a lot of wealth Um, and so how would you read the song as kind of is it a thing of self-awareness or, or what? You know, it's a great question. And I mean, yeah, if, if you're woke, you'd like to think you're, you're, you're up on your issues. Um, shoot. I, I, I didn't think about this too much now that you're, now you're, you're, you're proposing it. Um, cause it is hard to say, cause we don't know what they do with their money. Maybe they are. And we also, we also don't know. I don't know how much, much, yeah. They, they're no, pulling, you know i have no idea yeah uh it's a, i do i am not knowledgeable of the music industry i don't so really I do care but like i mean you're signed to sony records you're you had a great touring season uh summer 2019 band, right they're what's an that indie, they're an indie band though right <laughs> oh yeah indie band yeah what was the name of the freaking record company before it was something like i don't know it doesn't matter um i think there is some sense you have to spend money to make money um like if you have overhead, um, I remember on TC they were talking to David Crosby, and he was unfortunately in some financial troubles because of COVID. And Jake said something along the lines of, "It sounds like he has a lot of overhead because he's got a horse farm in the Central Valley." And I'm not saying it's right to own, right or wrong to own these things, but like, I think you need to attain. You need to, if you've got money, you might want to keep it around a little bit to kind of continue to make money for yourself. 
again, this is LLC Twitter. Just add it again. Um, <laughs> we can be your investment friends if you want. Are, to. are we becoming a LinkedIn resource here? Exactly. If your top five right. friends aren't talking about Vampire Weekend, it's time to find a new podcast. Create a Vampire Weekday LinkedIn to really LinkedIn, network. Yeah, exactly. This podcast was actually just aims to network with people. Little We're monetizing us. now, actually. This whole thing's been an ad. <laughs> just to be clear, we are not. <laughs> oh, jeez. That'd be bad. <laughs> yeah. Wealth bad. <laughs> we are monetizing. <laughs> Brought to you by uh, yeah. Lend Trade. <laughs> Man, we really should have picked up an ad for this episode just to have the irony be so rich. This like, episode never, brought never, to you by the Democratic Socialists of America. Never monetize again. Just this oh, yeah. episode specifically. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, but yeah, um, we'll definitely be interesting to listen back to this song because, I mean, it's pleasant to listen to, but like with this in mind, by the time you're at the end, it's like kind of dejecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, good song, though. <laughs> good song interesting premise um lots to take away don't have much more to say here we go favorite lyric nico it's got to be the what where was the one? Oh, one in a million don't mean what it meant because it has that double meaning of 40 years ago it meant a lot more but also like it meant a lot more when i was trying to get to one million i like hundreds of millions of papers to sign hundreds of millions of souls left behind and yet were the ones yeah i forgot to I, there's that a little bit of a self said. there's a what's that i forgot to talk about that souls I, there's a little bit of a there's there's a little bit of a realization there there's a little bit of a like oh now i see what we're doing of mm-hmm. souls left behind that it's just unspecific enough to make you think like what are we really talking about there yeah. you know i mean you have to leave behind a lot of people to make it big so mm-hmm. it's yeah that's a good lyric um top five this life um stranger unbelievers i was about to say diane young we haven't done diane <laughs> young yet <laughs> um um harmony hall ladies of cambridge Ladies of Cambridge. Diane Young's going to be up there. there. I mean, staying in there. Uh, I'm going to go Flower Moon, uh, Spring Snow, Unbearably White, um, Unbelievers, and Stranger. Great. Good top five. Long for next week. Oh, the hat this week. uh, Chosen Texas A&M hat with a tech the AMs inside of the state of texas um mainly because i uh was watching espn the other day and i saw AM's women's basketball was number two in the nation and i had How about I, that i had absolutely no idea so i was like that's cool also if we're talking sports i'm gonna break some news here this is when you were on your long uh, talk about christianity but the nets are signing blake griffin um so breaking news I definitely um, heard Mets, and I was very confused. I actually read Mets when I first saw it. Um, but, yeah, the Nets are signing Blake Griffin. You heard it here first, folks. Um, well, Nets are yeah. probably winning it all then. It's, I, I'm upset, but. Um, okay. Mm, song, what are you gonna for, do? song for next week. Diplomat's son. Oh, so great. Back to Contra. Cool. 
Yeah, nice. So tune in next week for Diplomat Sun. Thanks for joining take, us, guys. Take it easy, folks. Thank <laughs> you.